Hello and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. I'm your host, Janine Kathleen, and I am delighted to introduce you into awareness, mindset, heartset, gutset, better ways of using your language and creating that wonderful and incredible life you love. Whether it's myself or myself and a guest, you will always come away with tips tools and ways of creating expansively in your life. Thank you for joining me today and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome everybody. I am so delighted to have Maurice Jenkins with us. Maurice, thank you so much for agreeing to come on today. How are you? Thank you, Janine. Uh, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Oh, that's beautiful. Maurice, I had so many beautiful talks with you. And for me, it's an absolute privilege to be able to share you with my audience. Please, can you introduce yourself? Tell them where you're from and in your life. How did you get to where you are offering people this beautiful offer that you have for them? Yes, well, thank you, Janine, for having me. The honor is mine, really. So speaking to you, having my conversations with you have been really, really rewarding. So I'm happy to be here. Yeah, my, my name is Maurice Jenkins. I'm living in Sweden. I'm from Holland. That's where I'm born. And my family and I are living in Stockholm today. What I'm, what I'm doing as a, for work is I'm helping my clients to get in touch with their intuition. Mm -hmm. And that is based on uh, both science as well mm -hmm. as training, coaching. And my background is uh, sales. So when I started my own company in 2018, I started to train people on emotional intelligence in sales in different ways. And let's say that for the last five years, it has morphed into, well, emotional intelligence 2.0, really, which is like, is, is your inner knowing? Yes. Um, and the more I have been working with my clients and with myself, the more I realized that the big differentiator in life, business, dealing with relationships, is your inner knowing. Yes. It's that simple. And yes. yet sometimes hard. Many people are unaware that that inner knowing is actually our seventh sense. And for me, it's so important, especially with what I do as well. How did you discover this inner knowing? What brought it forward? I mean, it's always there for us. What steps lead you to understanding it at a deeper level, along with emotional intelligence? Well, it's a life journey, and that's 47 years or so, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to condense it a little bit. Good. <laughs> I've always had it, and I knew that. Um, as a child, I was highly intuitive. I remember that my, my mom, she had a party once with her friends, female friends, and they joked around a little bit and they asked me, oh, little boy, how, how old do you think I am? And I was, I was roughly 10. I just stopped, thought for a while and just spit out a number. And that was spot on. And not just once, at several occasions. And I stopped asking. It, was, it wasn't fun anymore for them. <laughs> so I've always had a feeling of inner knowing. But mm -hmm. somehow throughout my, my youth, when I got raised as a, to be a young man, living in a highly 
well, conservative environment, Catholic, Southern Holland, uh, going to study, uh, prepare for, for a career of some sort. I sort of stopped, tucked it away. I sort of stopped listening. In, instead of people reminding you that on the inside, you have your inner knowing, there, there you have your answers. People started to teach me basically, think with your head. Mm-hmm. Think data, logic mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. So at some point, I just followed my left brain, the logic, and I ignored my right brain. And roughly when I was about 28, I crashed. I crashed mm-hmm. at work. Yes. And it's, it's very popular today to say I have a burnout. I need a, need a time off. But if you crash for real, it's not cool. It's mm-hmm. not fun. It's, it's a, there's a lot of pain involved and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. That forced me, a period of roughly nine to 12 months, that forced me to go inside. I had no other way to go. There was nobody that could help me. Mm-hmm. And that has been, well, at the time, it was a catastrophe. Yeah. But it has put me on a journey of inner knowing. It has put me on a journey of following, man, listening in. Like, what do I need? What do I want? What do I feel right now? Is mm-hmm. this good for me? Is it, if it whether it's something I eat, a person I hang out with, a decision in terms of career? That has slowly put me. And then I was about 28 and now 48. So that has been like a journey of 20 years that has put me where I am today. I've practiced my own intuition from discovering it out of need, out of crisis, to mm-hmm. knowing it, but not doing anything with it, to actually do something with it and, and live it. Yeah. And I'm still learning, of course. <laughs> yes. So. I, I must say, when people tell me I've got it down to fine art and everything's done I go oh dear so I'm so grateful that you spoke about you're still learning you're still experiencing it could you share with our audience a little bit about the process you help your clients with and what what it does for them and for their lives and the expansion of it yeah so first of all I talk about the science behind it to mm-hmm. make some people, um, maybe people that are a little bit more skeptical to it, come at, mm-hmm. at ease with the whole topic. There is science, there's, there's lab tests, there are, there's a lot of research. So that's, that's the first step. Uh, talk about what has science discovered. Even mm-hmm. though science hasn't discovered everything yet, as we yes. know, still, it, it's, it's nice to have a solid ground of, well, investigator somewhere that have actually come to the point that I can talk about it from a science point of uh, science perspective. Then I take those elements and I've had this, have this little model. Uh, I call it the different types of intuition or maybe the different channels for your intuition. And there are some well-known words, but I have I've sort of categorized them specifically so we can work with them. And mm-hmm. Body intuition is the one I start with. Yes. So-called gut feeling or stomach mm-hmm. feeling, the stomach area, belly area. That's the second one. Then we have our heart intuition. Mm-hmm. And then we have our intuitive mind. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I would say we have a lead star or a moral compass or whatever you want to call it. The yes. Good things have many, many different names. Sorry? Yeah. 
uh, it could be our load star, L-O-D-E, load star. Some people call it a load star. Mm, I love that. Exactly. So um, based on those areas, we start working with them. How do they feel? How does a yes feel in your body or a yes feel in your stomach? What is the difference between fear or wishful thinking and intuition? So the, one of the first things we need to do is to find out your resonance signature to make sure that you actually have felt it. And you probably have that many times in your life, but you also tend to ignore it sometimes or not listen. Yeah. So go, go from identifying to, to work with it, do exercises and practice it in real life. Business, yeah. family, personal decisions. And if nothing else, and here, here, here comes some signs. If nothing else, people that follow their intuition, whether they make the right or the wrong decision, but even if they just follow their intuition, are generally more happy than people that don't. Yes. Yeah. What do you feel the reason for that is? Well, in one word, purpose. Beautiful, beautiful. And where did you come into resonance with your purpose? <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's unfolding. Mm. It's, it's still unfolding. Uh, mm. But if I look back on my own life, the steps I've made, I studied international politics. I started mm -hmm. to work in sales, which gave me, the, the study gave me the, the logical mass, if you like, the, the, the critical mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. The work in sales gave me the aspect of relationships. Ah. But I was searching constantly. Nothing felt completely right. Nothing felt completely off either. But I mm -hmm. felt that my needle wasn't really north yet. I was still searching. And then from sales to emotional intelligence, now to intuition, I'm getting closer. So mm -hmm. I would say that roughly for about two years ago, roughly, a little bit less, one and a half, I came to the conclusion that I need to do something else than only sales. And nice. that, that is this feeling inside that, that you have when something is off, you can't put your fingers on it, you're not completely satisfied, not, not completely happy, but there's no real reason for it either. Then probably you're not really doing at the moment what you should be. So. <laughs> your barometers, of course. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Yeah, it's, compass. A, it's a barometer. your compass, not your barometer. Your barometer measures your feelings, and the compass is your direction. Your compass needle is, of course, yes. That is yes. so powerful. Did you have help to help yourself realize this, or was it just through self-study and focused intention? I did it all by myself. I, I need no help. No. <laughs> no. I wish I could say that. No, no, no. I've had a lot of help. So mm -hmm. uh, during, during the time I had my burnout, there were three ladies in my, my, my life, my, my now wife, my mom, mm -hmm. and a very good friend of mine in Holland. Without those three, I don't mm -hmm. know how I would have made it. Uh, they have helped me, definitely. Uh... Uh, throughout my life, I've been fortunate to get into contact with people that, people like you, that help. <laughs> yeah. So that... You know, I've done the work myself, but yes, I've had either good examples or good help along the way. Mm -hmm. 
The, what do you feel the importance of that is, especially as you help your clients? Because I know some people are resistant. I can do it on my own. And then when they crash and burn, they, they, they very still reluctant to put a hand out. What do you, how do you um, carry over the importance of having assistance to your clients? So much faster. If you would, if, if you think in terms of a business curve, it would go like that so much faster. So you can make all the mistakes yourself or you are being nudged into the right direction and allowed to feel. How does it mm -hmm. feel when you make that decision and, and play out the scenarios? Mm -hmm. You can do that with a client. Like, go take a decision, look five years into the future, look back into where you are today, would you have made that decision? Do some future pacing and this mm -hmm. visualizing and having people move forward according to two, three different scenarios often makes it very clear, very fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would say that, well, I'm, I'm not always open for help either. I have to be honest. I mean, I've made my mistakes over and over again. And you learn in the end, but it goes faster with help if you're open to it. It definitely does. I, I will agree with you having found the same. I, I did feel the same way as you. After all, I should be able to do it by myself. I've got everything inside. It just helps when somebody looks from the outside and gives you pointers. You haven't. Can I, mm -hmm. Yes, please yeah, go. Well, yeah, one more thing on that is that it doesn't matter how good you are in helping others. Mm -hmm. You need a mirror for helping yourself. And sometimes it's just yes. not enough. Sometimes yeah. you need someone else holding that mirror. Yeah. Yes, that is beautiful. Would you like to speak to mirroring? Because that is something I'm very passionate about. And I know many people are unavailable to be aware of. Oh, my goodness. I set this up so life could mirror to me. Where has mirroring helped you in your journey when you've looked at others and seen what's happening in your life? Um, so if I understand the question correctly, have people held a mirror in front of me mm -hmm. or have I seen stuff in others that both both because both, yeah. both concepts are available to us yeah well people that are closest to me relatives and and, and my wife for example uh, I can see traits and actions or habits that pull my attention and then I either think that's good or bad Either mm -hmm. admire it or think, well, that's not so smart. Mm -hmm. But it tells me something about me, mm -hmm. where I have my focus. Mm -hmm. so, and, and especially my wife is a very good mirror because we are very similar sometimes. So if I get annoyed by of something, if she does something that annoys me, it's actually very similar. It comes from it stems from a part of her character that's very similar to mine. Mm -hmm. It's actually it's actually uh, something that I can learn from. So basically. One word, annoyance. If something annoys you, <laughs> that means you have something to learn. <laughs> and that's oh, yes. a very inconvenient message. <laughs> it's, it's far <laughs> more easier to blame somebody else and say, that idiot. Yeah. Uh, I often say, when you're judging somebody, go and look for that inside yourself. I, I can't remember who it was that said it. I it could have been Jung or one of those um people so when you see this inside of yourself 
what do you do, especially because you mentioned gut, heart, and mind intuition? How do you apply these to exploring that, especially with your clients? How do you help them apply that? Yes, sometimes you can tell if a person is more a head person or more a heart person or more mm -hmm. a body type. And mm -hmm. if you coach somebody or if you ask that person to come up with a deeper answer, something that person, the person has the answer, but where should it come from? Can that person uh, access his or her head easier mm -hmm. than heart or body? Or is it more a body type? Mm -hmm. And if you notice the person is a head type, you can ask that person to write down stuff, ask a question. So that, that works really well. Ask a question, ask and it is given, right? So if you mm -hmm. actually ask, that. yeah, mm -hmm. you get the answer. The mm -hmm. system gives you the answer if you wait and listen carefully and dare to go with your first thought, or if you realize there's a, a number of things, of thoughts that keep coming back to me over and over again, that's your intuitive mind sending you cues mm -hmm. if you hear them if you catch them you have to listen in how it feels how you how it resonates with you and if it gives you energy if it gives you inspiration flow if you love it it, it sounds easy but then it's right and if it drains you if, if you are too scared for it or if you if, if, if it makes you shrink or if you if it takes your energy that's a no so mm -hmm. ideas can, even though they can be wild, fantastic ideas, but can mm -hmm. still put you off. Mm -hmm. So, and, and of course, if, if it's very clear, a yes or a no, then we don't need our intuition. It's so clear. But mm -hmm. if, if, if it's not that clear, if the, 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 the space between yes and no gets ever smaller until it's a gray area, we need to deep dive, head, heart, body, make decisions. How does it feel? Basically, uh, toss a coin, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if it's the wrong decision you will feel it somehow <laughs> definitely especially if it, I, I, I often say it's not that it's right or it's wrong there's just that there's a better path and there's a path that takes more energy and I'm all for the one that uses less energy and gets us there faster Maurice right. if you look into your future where do you well the future not necessarily yours from today's perspective, do you feel people are more open to emotional intelligence uh, work or is it still a work in progress for people to understand the importance of this with our intuition? Both, but I definitely see an increase in accept acceptance and in uh, interest. So when I started this a couple of years ago, I felt like I had to make the case for personal growth for salespeople, for example. Nowadays, I have, I have four modules in my sales trainings, mm -hmm. uh, social selling, closing the deal, the usual sales stuff. But mm -hmm. One model is called emotional intelligence in sales. Beautiful. And, that is, and that is the one that people like most. Mm -hmm. So there's, a, there's an increase. But the other day, I thought about half a year ago or a year ago, I don't, don't remember anymore, that there was one guy that, um, that sent me a direct message on LinkedIn after I have added a post on LinkedIn about emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a direct message, if only someone could prove to me that it exists. <laughs> and he was a sales director. 
Oh, my dear. <laughs> what does that tell you? If your sales director has no clue what emotional intelligence means, I mean, how does he, what does he, how does he steer his own salespeople and how does he train them to, mm-hmm. uh, well, approach their clients? Well, yeah, that's a, it's a work in progress as well. In just in my experience of sales, those people get to work a lot harder than others because they are unaware of taking responsibility for their actions and their feelings that are repelling their clients. So, yes. Well, what if we can hold space for him to shift his thinking? What did you reply to him? Actually, I didn't. I didn't reply. <laughs> I didn't. I, yes, felt, I must I... say, I would not know what to... I, my reply would have been, now that's an interesting point of view. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's so there's so much data out there. So yeah. where to start? I mean, there we had to start. I didn't want to have a discussion with him about... Yeah. No, no. I, 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 there are others to focus on. Yeah. Can I, can I share a story? Absolutely. I love stories, definitely. Yes, I don't know how much time you have left, but stories that... all the time in the world. <laughs> okay. I... I Good. I, I call it the story of three, I knew it. Three mm-hmm. times, I knew it. Okay. So when I was younger, a child of roughly 15, 16, 18, there somewhere, I was deep into football, soccer, Dutch mm-hmm. football. I knew the teams, the players, and I knew exactly if those two teams are going to meet, who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And I often even knew the how much to score. Wow. And it happened at some point that I knew that the favorite team would meet the number two, the runner-up. And I, I just knew the number, the runner-up is going to win, the 2-0, no, 2-1. Mm-hmm. And I was right. So afterwards, I said, I knew it. I was very proud of myself, almost cocky. Like, yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, why didn't you put any money on it? If you're so sure of yourself, right? If, you're, if you're so cocky, yeah, if you're so cocky mm-hmm. and so sure, why don't you put money on it then? Why don't you put your real hard-earned money on it and of course I didn't because somehow I didn't trust myself enough mm-hmm. then a, a couple of years later um during uh doing in business I knew something was going wrong I knew a project was going to go wrong mm-hmm. but I didn't speak up and mm-hmm. afterwards when the project had gone wrong I went home I said well I knew it Damn it, not cocky at all, just sad that I didn't speak up or that I didn't trust myself. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward even more years, roughly, well, roughly when I was 45 or something, roughly there, I saw a investment project that were going wrong. But I was new at the job and I couldn't really, I, had, I didn't have the arguments really, but I had if I wanted to, but I didn't dare to. But I did prepare backup projects. Mm-hmm. So when everybody mm-hmm. saw that, yeah, when the people saw it going wrong and they were cutting off the original project, there were backup projects in place. So at least I did something with it. Mm-hmm. And this is something you can, if, you, if your inner knowing tells you very clearly, this is going south, you can actually act. Mm-hmm. That's where the power lays. It is beautiful. It's like when people say to me, and this is a form of emotional um, intelligence that I've discovered. There's so much, I tell you, we could do another whole podcast just on what you shared there. Um, When people say to me, oh, I have no control. 
I love how you've highlighted you do have control. You can put a backup plan in place. You can put mm. other things, you can take other steps because we always have control of our feelings and our thinking. And something that I, in my experience, has come forward, if I may offer it to yeah. you. Yeah, sure. Um, very often we are shown things and then I ask, is this for me to know? Is this for me to do something about? Is this for me to tell the person? Is this for now? Is this for later? Because like you said, when we can get into that curiosity, it allows us to know what to do. And just listening to you, I can feel that you were, you were doing what you were meant to do because there's always different paths. There's so many different paths. So is it that you didn't trust yourself or you were growing in trust of yourself through the three events? I was growing, yes. Yeah, definitely. You're right. That's You're absolutely right. So you can always, at least I feel, one can always see things a little bit negative or like, ah, that wasn't good enough. You could do better. But if you see the trend, it was going mm -hmm. up. Yes. Sure. That is just so beautiful. Is there anything you can add to that for our audience, for them to be able to trust themselves? Yes, that's the fourth I knew it. And that is actually um, uh, acting on behalf of your intuition with authority. And if you if you don't have the data points, find them. And if you don't if you can't find the data points, then Tell people, honestly, I have a bad feeling about this. Mm -hmm. I can't prove it. I have a bad gut feeling about it mm -hmm. for this and that reason. And I believe we should do something else. And it, at least it, it, it clears your consciousness. <laughs> so mm -hmm. if it, and if things starting to go in a direction that you had expected, uh, mm -hmm. people will actually get more uh, respect for you. Because one thing you could ask is like, if if you if you are dealing with other people who are not really into intuition, they they mm -hmm. still often have a gut feeling. Like especially yes. men, they say like, "Ah, oh, my gut tells me." Yeah. And honestly, you can ask somebody honestly, hand on your heart, do you really feel this is the right decision? No doubts. You know, it sets in motion in a work at that person to the extent possible at the time. Mm -hmm. How have you found your clients respond to that? Hand on your heart, tell me how you feel, because that is so valuable. Well, uh, the ones I have done that with, now that many, uh, they are very, they're, they're open. They are touched by mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So they are, they, it's, it's honesty. That's, that's the central word. It's, it's, so it's, it's coming it's into integrity with their purpose, actually. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Maurice, you have a really huge uh, power there to help your clients with. Could you please leave our audience with just a special nugget that is dear to your heart and is expansive? Uh, that's exp expansive, like expanding? Yes, it helps expand their, their awareness. Um, I have to think a little bit what I shall mention there well I think I would I would stay with happiness so there's some there are many there are many areas but I would stay with purpose and and, and happiness so you can you can see your job in two different ways either it's a money-making machine that 
buys you happiness or buys you time, that's fine as well. Or you want to do something meaningful for real. Spend your life in a way that is meaningful, truly, truly rewarding. And it's my, I feel, if anything, if I have any passion or any calling in life, it's helping others to be right on their passion, right on their purpose. It, that's really me. Uh, my whole body just relaxed when you said that. I can really feel you're in alignment with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm working hard on it myself, at least. <laughs> you know what I'm feeling? It's not even that you're working hard on it. You're allowing it and you're receiving it. Just from our previous conversations, you are open to the expansion of the consciousness of it. And that to me is such a gift you give your clients, really. People, I really encourage you to connect with Maurice. He has so much to offer you. And so many people are afraid of that word sales. And yet that is what makes our businesses successful. <laughs> Please reach out to Maurice. Maurice, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for coming and chatting and sharing with our audience. I really appreciate you so thank much. You. Yes, Jenny. Thank you. As always, a very good call. People, I can talk for hours with Maurice because we always go from the one thing to the other. Thank you again. And people, I shall see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you have a wonderful and incredible rest of your day. And if you'd like to know more about working with me, please reach out and I can share with you about my personal leadership program and much more. You can also pop over to my website, JanineKathleen.com, and check out all the lovely goodies and resources I have for you over there. Have a wonderful day. And please leave a five-star rating, a review, and share the podcast with people who may benefit from it. Bye-bye.